0: And a pleasant good day to you on the Daily Dose of Hoops podcast. Jaden Daly here with you as college basketball season is officially underway. Opening night in the books. Less than 24 hours from when we record this on Tuesday, November 8th. And a big game coming up in the local area on Friday, November 11th. Rick Pitino and Iona visiting Long Island to take on Hofstra. Iona and Hofstra both victorious Monday night in their respective season openers. Iona Defeating Penn by 28, Hofstra with a comeback win on the road at Princeton. And to shed some further light on the Gales, we welcome back a familiar face to the podcast. You know him as the man and the voice behind Ionahoops.com. He's doing an exceptional job with his own podcast, one that I've been honored to be on several times, and I've returned the favor as often as I could here. We bring in Guy Falatico one more time to take a look at what Iona did last night that was so effective. And now that can be a proper barometer for what to expect in year three under Coutinho. Guy, how are you, my friend?
1: I am really good. I'm glad to be back.
0: Glad to have you back always. And first off, I was at St. John's Monday night, so I really didn't get to see much of what Iona did in its 78 to 50 victory over Penn, aside from following Sam Fetterman on Twitter and taking a look at some of the highlights, but I think a 36 to 4 run at one point, bridging the end of the first half with the beginning of the second, where Penn went up by six, Rick called a timeout, and then the game was flipped upside down. Take me through it a little more. What exactly did I want to do that was so effective and so dominating?
1: Well, Iona was um, struggling with uh, Penn had switched to his zone after a couple of possessions in the game. And Iona was really stymied by that. And I think they were just trying to find their way in offense. The first 10, 11 minutes of the game were very, you know, uh, you know, plodding along, very sluggish. And I think Penn was just fine with that. And, you know, had a 17, 11 lead. They were controlling the glass. It just, it just, Iona just wasn't looking sharp at all. And then I, I you know, Rick came out of a timeout and started to put on a little more pressure and then yeah, thirty six to four, and that's uh, it was quite the buzzsaw. Um, now, in in full disclosure, a couple of Penn, Penn's guards are came into this one a little banged up. Jordan Dingle, who's the preseason Player of the Year in the Ivy, um, had a boot on like a week ago. Um, You can see he wasn't quite right, and he still led them in scoring and it still was pretty effective. Uh, but, you know, Iona obviously focused on taking him out of the game. Uh, but, and yeah, just started to harass their backcourt, knowing that, uh, you know, they weren't quite 100% those guys. And um, yeah, and that just turned things around. Of course, that fuels the offense, as we've seen quite a bit in the Patino era at Iona.
0: And one player that everyone has told everybody to watch out for is Danish Jenkins, and he had quite the debut in an Ioni uniform, goes for 19 points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals, a real stat stuffer in his first game in an Ioni uniform, eight of 16 shooting. Guy, what did Jenkins do at the point, and Walter Clayton Jr. had seven assists as well in his own right, what did Jenkins do to suggest that he could be an elite-level MAC player?
1: He played within himself, and you can tell right away um, that he was going to be one of the best players on the floor, if not the best player on the floor. But didn't he? Didn't decide to take over the game? He he he. It was almost like kind of the way you'd see uh, Scott Machado play a little bit in terms of just and he went Scott Machado happened to be in the building last night too. Uh, but um, it just, in terms of just letting the game come to him, knowing that he could take over, but you know, just wanting to make sure other guys were getting involved, feeding other players. He, you know, he's, you know, I think Iona was desperate to try to make threes and they didn't do a great job of it last night, but he just, he was willing to just keep kicking it to people and uh, playing within himself uh, for the most part. And, but the defensive side i think i don't think anybody expected that he, he he doesn't look like much physically out there and the next thing you know he's picking somebody's pocket and he's dunking over somebody and it and and so yeah i mean we were i mean i, I think you know how excited i was when we got him and other people were like well, well he's a joko kid how good can he be you know and well he he's really good i mean he's going to be a player of year candidate in this league and quincel's institute goes for 16
0: points Takes nine three pointers, makes three of them. This was a stat that I found Monday night that Slizinski has taken at least thirteen shots in a game. I believe it was three times, and Iona is three and zero. So when Quinn has a trigger, how how vital is that to Iona's offense?
1: Well, he was playing with confidence, and you know he didn't always do that last year. And it was also, I think, in a you know when you're not the senior and you're not the man, you can easily defer to others. Um, and that's, again, that's part of a credit to Dennis uh, in terms of his makeup as a player, not wanting to say, hey, I'm the star, so you should defer to me. You know, he want, he kept feeding Quinn over and over and over again because uh, he knows how important uh, Quinn is to this team. You know, some people think Quinn is going to turn into Dylan Van Eyck, and I, he's not going to be that kind of kid because he's not the passer. But he, he can be every bit the scorer, if not more, if he gets going.
0: Nelly Jr., Joseph, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Really didn't have to do much. I, just going off the final stats, how effective was Nelly against this pen offense?
1: They took him away. They went. They, they were focused on taking him away. You know, when we anytime he got the ball, he did see multiple bodies. And Penn does have some size. Um, and, and they actually kept him off the glass. Nelly was pretty quiet uh, again early on, especially. I mean, I think we were a few game, a few minutes into the game before he even had a rebound, and he ended up with ten. Um, but then again, just part of flow of the offense, you know, he's actually better when you just run your offense and then just, you know, get set up catches, you know, catches and goes, you know, when he sits and he just, they try to feed him and then he's asked to create, he, I don't think he's as effective. Um, so I only got away from that. And, and I, you know, especially once they got going in transition, um, and it changed the way he got involved. Played 10 guys, Patino
0: did Osborne. Shima was the first one off the bench. Michael Jefferson and Silas Sunday made their first Iona appearances. I believe Cruz Davis was dealing with an Achilles issue from what I was reading in post-game Patino tweets.
1: Yeah. And we didn't know about that beforehand. Um, And when we started to see us going to the bench and he didn't come off and we, uh, you know, we started, people started asking around about that. So, and then yeah, Patino mentioned it during the presser. So uh, between Cruz, not, um, uh physically being able to to play yet and then the other guy is just not coming along quite as quickly i mean patino did talk about the team's lack of depth at this point of the season and you can see i mean he's he turned to Parker weiss quite a bit in the first half just just trying to, because we don't he didn't have cruz but he's excited about cruz davis uh so that's going to be fun when the kid is back and he expects him back for hofstra so we'll see
0: talking to guy philatico of Ionahoops.com here on the daily ghost of Hoops podcast Iona takes on Hofstra Friday night, and Hofstra has quite the talent for a CAA team. Obviously, Aaron Estrada, the CAA Player of the Year. They had Tyler Thomas, the Sacred Heart transfer. Warren Williams, the Manhattan transfer, who didn't play on Monday night in Hofstra's win over Princeton. But the Pride is a, a deeper team. They played 11, 10 guys for Speedy Claxton. Destone Dubar is back as well. As stretch three four man, how does Hop- Iona match up with Hofstra guy?
1: Well, when you're going to start off. You talk about Estrada, and that means you're going to talk about Beric Jean Louis probably as the man who's going to guard him uh, more. But but uh, and we talk about um, Beric always jaws the toughest uh, you know guard or forward on the other team, and he was on Dingle quite a bit. But so so was Dennis Jenkins. <laughs> so you're going to see different people cover Estrada but you'll probably see barrack on them primarily. And that makes a big difference for us. Um, you know, the, the fun thing about this game is that it's such a contrast in, in, in abilities from the arc. Uh, you know, Hofstra loves to space things out, move bodies around and get open looks from on the arc and uh, Patino is obsessed, absolutely obsessed with taking away threes from the other team. And even Penn last night, um, uh, I'm trying, uh did not make threes last night at all. Uh, three of twenty-five. Um, so that that number is just fine for Patino. And and so it's going to be interesting to see how Iona's defense competes against a Hofstra team that just focuses on finding that look from three. Shot fifty-four percent from the
0: floor Monday night and forty-one seven of seventeen from three. How much of an emphasis do you think that's going to be in the scouting report?
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's very much emphasis. And we saw it last year. I mean, and, and the game went in waves when Iona Hofstra played last year where Iona's defense step step up and Hofstra, you know, would all of a sudden be missing. And then the other way around and all of a sudden Hofstra couldn't miss because the defense di- dialed it back a notch. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's a commitment and both teams commit to commit to the three one way or the other on that side of the floor. Um, so that's maybe that'll turn into a standoff, and it may come into the other side of the ball. You know, can can Iona make threes against the Hofstra defense that's sometimes suspect?
0: Talking to Guy Falatto of ionahoops.com as Iona prepares to take on Hofstra Friday night. Guy, you talked about how Hofstra likes to space the floor. One thing Iona did very well Monday was handle the basketball. Twenty one assists versus just five turnovers. How encouraging is that against a team that wants to thrive in transition and really? try to get in the open floor.
1: I'm a little surprised by the number and that's, you know, when you play at the tempo that Iona tries to play at, you don't, you you just assume you're going to have you know a dozen turnovers you know 14 turnovers just because of the sheer speed of what you're trying to do to have that few uh is is remarkable and and again with uh, he, he now we didn't go deep into our bench and i suppose that if we did we would probably would have seen a few more because uh, people like jenkins and 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 clayton would not have been handling quite as much but um, yeah I, I was excited to see that you know for for the for game one and with new guys into the rotation like Dennis and Michael Jefferson saw some minutes um, yeah the ball handling was a surprise actually for me last night and guy before we wrap up
0: any other keys to victory on the Iona side that we may not have mentioned?
1: uh let's see I'm just looking at the stat sheet um you know, Iona makes just enough threes they <laughs> They're you know, that's the strange thing. And that's, you know, when you, when you looked before the season what, you know, what could be something that holds back Iona um, and, you know, right. Kind of has, well, three point shooting. They're, they're okay from three, but you know, is that enough? Is that enough to make Iona to like the type of team that Patino wants them to be? Um, and again, even last night, you know, the threes were not, you know, eight of 25. So not, a, not a great number from three. Um, that's something that I'm curious to see what Hofstra tries to do. You know, do they try to, do they play something a little more paintish to keep Nelly from getting too, too involved and letting say somebody like Quinn try to shoot. is Quinn going to get hot, you know, or is somebody else going to get hot from three. Um, so that, that'll be something to look at how Hofstra approached the game defensively on Friday night.
0: Guys, a lot of go. I does his own podcast and does a great job of that in his own right helping us preview the Gales as they head to Long Island to take on Hofstra Friday night. Guy, we'll see you then. Have a great season, my friend.
1: Thank you. And you as well. And you know, we all love you around here. So uh, it's going to be a fun season, man. Can't wait. No
0: doubt. Much appreciated. And we're back on the Daily Dose of Hoops podcast. Jaden Daly here with you as we preview one of the top local contests in college basketball this week. On Friday, November 11th, three days out from the day we record on November 8th, Hofstra hosts Siona in Hempstead, the third straight meeting between the Pride and the Gales, the back end of a two-for-one series that was started in the COVID year of 2020-21, and our guest at this time is someone that I've waited almost two years to get on the podcast. This is, if you if you know Hofstra, you know who this man is, he's... Jack of all trades, covers the Mets and the Islanders for the sports exchange as well. He's written stuff for Flow Sports, for Forbes, but he's the man and the brains behind defiantly Dutch first and foremost, and that is the one, the only Jerry Beach. It's about time, my friend. How are you, man? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate
2: the patience. Last year was a little a little chaotic. Um, I'm glad we all to get together, and I appreciate the kind words, and Looking forward to chatting some hoops.
0: Absolutely, Jerry. And we'll start with Hofstra's win over Princeton last night. You saw the game I did, and I was at St. John's Monday night, so I couldn't see exactly what Hofstra did. I do know that it was a come-from-behind win. 83-77 was the final. Aaron Estrada with 27 points on 12 of 19. Shooting looked like a very good offensive effort for the Pride. Jerry, what stood out Monday night? Uh...
2: It was really, it was really impressive. More impressive uh, than just you know, just the score would indicate. You know, 6.1 point win on the road against uh, a co-favorite in the what a monster co-favorite in the Ivy League is really good. And before I go any further, I guess we can now safely declare that Hofstra and Iona would win the Ivy League, right? Because Iona blitz Penn, and Hofstra beat be Princeton. So uh, me and guys all amateurs would win the Ivy League. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, but it, it, it was a really. Uh, Really impressive win. Uh you know, like you said, Estrada was great. Uh, D. Stone Dubar had a double double, uh, but Hofstra was in a ton of foul trouble in the first half. Um, uh, they're down. Uh, Warren Williams, who of course you remember from from such teams as the last four Manhattan teams, and um, he wasn't playing. I guess, uh, you know, Speedy had said there were some injuries, and clearly uh, Warren was one of them. So they were going uh, uh, with with with. Uh, Christian Tomasco, a, a, a new uh, a redshirt freshman, and I want to make sure I pronounce uh, this name correctly, uh, Nelson Oshiyadom. I um, hope I got that right. Uh, he's grad transfer from Davidson. And those guys, uh, Nelson got three files. I think Tomasco got three fouls. Nelson got two. Nelson finally got three. And Estrada had two fouls. And as you know, watching Hofstra under Joe uh, Mahalik, Hofstra never played guys. With two fouls, with more than, with two fouls in the first half, but they had no choice last night. Uh, at one point, they were going really small uh, with um, Dubar, who is six uh, eight. I think it's not too small, but you know they're going the Denton Kuhn lineup with a uh, you know power four playing the five and a six six uh, transfer, the German uh, Platnikov, who who looked really good last night, and um, so they pulled a uh, Spe- Speedy pulled Estrada but he had no choice but to try and mix a match down low uh because manhattan which is getting um i'm sorry uh princeton was just uh you know scoring at will down there there was a let me get the correct name here uh princeton's keyshawn kelleman was nine for nine uh on 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 shooting and they were all you know dunks or 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 layups and so you know it, you know they were down 10 in the first half late in the first half kind of felt like you know one of those homer simpson they lost those losers. Throw the hat off moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I'm kidding, of course, but, you know, it felt like, you know, it felt like, okay, this might just not be their night. And that happens. You know, it's a road game, a coin flip. No, bo- no bodies down low. You know, because of college basketball, of course, they're coming back and they got to like four, four points a handful of times, the second half and just couldn't break through. And again, it felt like, okay, you know, a solid enough effort, you know, they're undermanned. All right. You know, that's how it goes. And then you know they uh, they, they finished uh, they were down 74-67, I think at the uh, maybe, maybe sixty nine at the at the final media timeout and they and they and then a 14-3 run uh, and, and the biggest shots were hit by Joaquin Carlos who you know kind of took the JWF uh, non red shirt red shirt last year uh, mm-hmm. you know, didn't play a lot and is only the th- only you know has got three guys back one is the MVP in Estrada another is you know an everyday starter in Dubar and the third was Carlos. And like, no really knew what to expect from him because there was some high major interest in him two years ago coming out of high school. And, you know, then he took the, like I say, he took the, uh, you know, the, the JWF slash the Sherbui route, kind of, kind of, um, you know, look at this. You know, he played played 12 minutes, one until as many as 12 minutes once in conference play last year. I'm oh, sorry, twice. Uh, he played 21 minutes against William Mary. So you didn't know what to expect from him. And, you know, he, he'd never really been a shooter for them, he'd been a facilitator. Um, you know he hit two threes last night, which is one more than he hit all last year, and he them both in the last four minutes. I believe he had the one that put him ahead. So, and, and they got a ton. You know we're used to watching Hofstra; it's it's not a one man show, but there's one guy who's who's the best player on the court every night, and everything kind of goes through him. And last night, you know Hofstra got you know eight key points from from um, Carlos. They got 15 points from red shirt freshman Amari Marshall, who Speedy Claxton just gushed about on uh, his post-game press conference. Um, German Plotnikov scored nine points, had, had a three-pointer, and they got a lot of, you know, again, you don't want to read too much into one game, but this looks like, you know, a deeper, uh, more well-rounded Hofstra team than we've seen. You know, usually, you know, Hofstra's teams are, you know, JWF, uh, Desher on the stretch of his senior year. There's one guy who's kind of, kind of the guy for them. But this looks like, you know, Dubar is a double-double threat now. Tyler Thomas, the Sacred Heart transfer, shout out to Ryan, Ryan Peters. Uh, you know, he looked pretty good in limited action. Uh, they love Bryce Washington, the Penn transfer. They think can fill kind of fill the. Uh, I'm sorry. They they think they wanted Bryce to kind of be a bigger wing, and they want Tyler to fill the Jalen Ray role. Because um, Jalen, as we all know, graduated after 37 years. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to the Monmouth guys out there. Um, yeah. So you know, they, they're and Omari Marshall is redshirt last year. Christian Tomasco, that the big was a red shirt. And Griffin Baruch uh, played six minutes last night as a redshirt uh, uh, in his first game, following a shirt freshman year. So it looked really deep. Um, you, know, I'll, I'll, you know, Estrada, like I said, didn't play a lot in the, in the first half because of foul trouble. You know, he did Estrada things in the second half. He was great. Um, but uh, you know, they, they look like they look like they've got some pretty good weapons. And you know, once they can get Williams back, you're looking at now. You know, looking at a three-man rotation down there. Uh, and I know that. Uh, they, they were really happy to get Warren, as I'm sure, as I'm sure, you know, um, especially when they lost e- Egiola so late in the, in the, in the portal. So I'm mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at it. I'm a Hofstra guy. Every, you know, if they win, you know, everything's great. Right. But they looked really good. And, and like I said, coming back like that on the road on a Monday night, ton of foul trouble to be said in the conference uh, press conference, they were just throwing stuff out there the first half. <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't, and they, they had nobody, nobody down there. And they figured out a way to win. So you know, it's a heck of a win uh to start the season you know show some toughness and look we all know you can practice for weeks once at a time and think you know you've got something but you don't know what you got until the games count and this was a
0: really encouraging start for Hofstra and I thought Jalen Ray was on the Seminoff plan. shout out Alan Taylor, Matt Cirilli Jim McConnell That's right Jalen Ray was there when I was a freshman uh,
2: <laughs> I was never a freshman I was a junior college transfer but Jalen and I uh with the Hofstra USA for lots of meals together back in 1993 so,
0: uh,
2: yeah. So yeah, they they look they look good, and you know, and 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 you know, like everybody else, you know, they, like I said, like I said, they only had three returnees. So like everybody else, they're flying by the seat of their pants in the portal, and
0: for one night, it looked really good. So he he would know Bojarts before it closed down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And McKeebs. Well, oh, you're going way back now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuzzy memories. Fuzzy memories. <laughs> you mentioned Amari Marshall in his <clears> first game as a Redshirt freshman. He goes for 15 points off the bench. What exactly does he bring to the table for this program, Jerry? That may not have been there a year ago. Uh, you
2: know, Speedy loved. Um, look at the stats. He, he was one for one from three, so he, he did a lot of uh, a lot. I think he did a lot of slashing. Uh, you know, I had the game on the uh, on, on on ESPN Plus. I was keeping an eye on that and the Islanders. So, you know, it's hard to kind of get a full look at a team. You know, on TV, it's kind of looking forward to Friday night, but. Speedy was saying in the press conference afterwards that you know this guy was, was uncoverable at practice last year. And this year, this year or last year, they were saying, you know, they're watching him at practice saying that's two points. Uh, you know, he's gonna finish that. Um, you know, our good friend Gary Moore, shout out to Gary, said, you know, he thought he looked like Jenkins, Charles Jenkins, a little bit uh last night. That's a heck of a comp. And if you want to get, you know, starry eyed, you know, Charles was a redshirt freshman, right? Charles mm-hmm. should have been a freshman. Um, the senior year of guards, we trust Lawrence Stokes, Carlos Rivera, and uh, Antoine Acudio was a junior that year. Uh, and Hofstra um retired him because he <laughs> you know, only had so many, only only so many minutes to be played there. So you know, look, you know, it was all the you know, uh, you know, it'd be great if four years from now we're all still here and talking about Murray Marshall chasing, you know, two thousand points, but. You know, he looked really good last night. And look, i uh, uh you know, going back this 14 years now, yeah, four, 15 years. Charles Jenkins' freshman year. Oh, my God, he, you know, he was right off the bat. He was really good. So, uh, I, I think you know, he's he, he's a little bit more of, of a of a slasher type that they kind of have in Estrada to some degree. But you know, Estrada is he's Mr. Midrange, Range. He's great in the mid range. He'll finish. You know, he'll he'll, he'll take the Lawrence Stokes beating and and go to the rim and and finish it. But Marshall, you know, uh, Marshall and Estrada tied for the team lead with just three free throws last night. Hofstra only had six free throws. #Hashtag Brooke Shields bias. Uh, Brooke <laughs> went to Princeton in the 80s, by the way, for all you kids out there. And you kids should Google Brooke Shields because she was every every 80s kids crush. Um, so yeah, so you know, so he's got that ability. Looks like really small sample size. You know, we know Charles, we know Lauren, those guys take a beating every night um the great brian mull called charles like a linebacker, you know a running back uh, earl campbell type <laughs> in, in a uh a power a power a power a power guard he called him um so look if, you know if, if that's uh what he can turn into that's pretty good for hofstra so it gives them you know look at like every team this year every team in the 21st century you know, they're gonna shoot a ton from three there were seven for 17 last night um but last the last couple of years you, you know If the threes weren't falling, there wasn't a lot they could do. Um, You know, they were kind of three reliant. Again, it's a small sample size. He came off the bench, played 26 minutes. You know, we don't know how the lamps are going to look going forward. Speedy was, Speedy, at least in year one, was a little more fluid. You know, we we know Joe loved a set lineup. Speedy was uh, more like TP, willing to mix and match and play a hot hand. So, you know, Marshall could, you know, uh, usurp some time from somebody and, and give them a really interesting splashing option to go on top of Estrada, the mid-range, to, you know, all the, th- all, the, all the three guys, and Thief Stone-Dubar, who's a great finisher
0: down low. Talking to Jerry Beach, defiantly Dutch, and so many other things that won't show up in a box score as Hofstra prepares to host Iona on Friday. We had Guy Faladico on the podcast earlier from ionahoops.com, and he was talking about some of the pieces that Rick Pitino brought in for the Gales this season, Danish Jenkins, the point guard, Junior college transfer, who is also by way of Pacific, Christian Okoye's alma mater. Right. Oh, no, wait, that's Azusa Pacific. Oh, okay, right, see, right.
2: I'm not perfect. I think Pacific was Pete Carroll, right? I'm going to look that up right now. I'm look it up right now. So we, we can get a Pete Carroll bias in here, maybe.
0: It yeah. uh, yeah, should, shouldn't, shouldn't throw the ball on the goal line in the Super Bowl. But right. Yeah, Pete went to Pacific. There we go.
1: There you go. And
0: yeah. <laughs> Guy was talking about Jenkins, and obviously, Nellie Jr. Joseph is still at Iona. Walter Clayton Jr., the sophomore who turned down Division I football offers from Georgia, Notre Dame, and Florida State to play for Pitino. They're mm-hmm. all still there. Jerry, you've seen this Iona team and two different iterations of the last two years. And to beat a Rick Pitino team, what's it, what is it going to take from mm-hmm. Hofstra to pull this off? Oh. We all know you got to handle the full the press right rick rick was the rick, rick changed
2: basketball with, with with his with his uh love the press at, at uh providence and um uh, I mean, i'm just reading the 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 journal news piece because obviously i didn't see the iona game either um you know, 36 to 4 surge between mm-hmm. the end of the first half again the, the second that's a clean a 21 0 run um you know, that's, that's impressive. And, you know, I like to think that Hofstra is a little more, uh, you know, won't, won't get as uh, is less likely to um, fall victim to such a, such a, such a, such such a surge, but and that's what teams can do. Um, I don't remember. I remember watching the game two years ago and, and uh, look up the box score. I think, I don't think they ever, I don't think Hofstra ever led and, and the press was, you know, Hofstra committed a t- bunch of turnovers and then that first game of that series here, uh, let's see, Iona well, really, actually only had twelve turnovers, but um, you know led led a couple of times in the first half, and and just never really, um, uh, you know, never never really such a foothold. You know, they shot thirty threes that day. Iona only made ten, but that's okay. You, you shoot thirty threes, you're gonna, you know, at the you know press hit threes. They're they're you know, it, it's it's thirty five years now, forty years, right? You started in Boston, right, in the early eighties so hey, he was at BU from
0: 79 83 yeah so
2: you're looking at you know you're looking at you know 40 years of, of of this formula working and and it worked at the highest high levels and it's you know and it certainly worked uh you know at the mid-major level so uh you know how she's gonna you know have to uh, minimize turn numbers he only made 12 turnovers last year uh, i think the same amount they made the year before um and I only shot 24 threes last year and it was only 17-29 from the line. That kind of kept Hofstra close. They never led that game. Um, lost by eight. So, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, they can minimize turnovers, break the press, you know, and, and limit the opportunities uh, Iona has in transition. Then they got a shot. Um, you know, I have to think that that first, that win last night was pretty pretty encouraging. Um, I think they're, I think it's, like a. I think Hofstra's a one-point favorite at Ken Palm. Uh, just a, basically a coin flip at that point. Uh, yeah, 75-74, 50 seventy-five, seventy-four, fifty-fifty. Um, so, uh, but you know, it's the same. You know, if, if you can handle the press and break the press, and you know, not that we got in transition and hit and hit three, hit, hit those threes, they got a shot. Um, and you know, hopefully, it's as good a game as as it's projected. But, you know, it's like the same thing with Hofstra. You know, we've seen one game. Do we know what we're going to see in game two? You know, it's it's just it, it's such a Every year is is a new year. Obviously, and not to be uh, get all cliche,d but with so many new faces, it just takes a while. to – you know, it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate what we'll see, even after just the one game that we did see these two teams play
0: last night. So and just uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. Does potentially not having Warren Williams Friday night make it a little harder to defend Joseph in the front court? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, like I
2: said, they they. Uh, the kid from Princeton was nine for nine in, 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 uh, in, 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 in um, shooting last night. And I was looking at, at Nellie's line last night, you know, 28 minutes, five for nine from, from two, 10 rebounds. That's only three fouls. That's, that's a load. <laughs> um And he's in his third year there, right?
0: Yeah. Rick's yeah, in his third yeah. year. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. is Nellie.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Nelly. I meant Nellie. Yeah. 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 He's, a, he's a junior. Recognized him from, from, um, Game one against Hofstra. Yeah, against Hofstra in the pandemic year, he had 30 minutes, 20 uh 14 points, six of twelve shooting, uh, ten rebounds. He fouled out. So that helped a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's probably gonna be he's probably a better big than they saw last night. And that kid was pretty good last night. Uh Keyshawn for Princeton. Um, so yeah, if they can get Warren Williams back, and obviously Warren's played against him. That'd be really, really handy, handy. Handy guy to have, down low, um, and you know maybe maybe it was a you know a loose whistle last night. Uh, a lot of foul called. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get a little little tighter whistle uh, in this game, and and they can kind of uh, portion out those fouls a little more judiciously. But yeah, I mean, if they can get Warren Williams back, that'll be. If they can get Warren Williams back, that'll be a big help. But I you know I can't say for sure uh, if he'll be there. He was traveling last night. That's a good sign. Um, and look to be, you know, look to be, you know, hopefully that means that's
0: that's a sign he's coming back sooner than later for, for Hofstra Oh, well, there's no truth to the rumor that Sean Kelman from Princeton wrote a book in the offseason called Just Give Me the Damn Ball, just
2: <laughs> pour the damn ball into the uh into the paint. Well, he did last night, that was impressive. I saw something yeah. like, was the, like the second or third best, um, perfect tree performance in, in school history. I got a picture of it. Wow, uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Um did you ever in, in your in your uh, uh, blogging travel? Did you ever run into the Princeton basketball guy, John Solomon? I have not. He uh, he was he was like
0: uh the stat. Where is it?
2: Uh, here we go. He was nine for nine. Wow, yeah, second best. Uh, something named uh, I can't pronounce this guy's like Barnes. Hot was eleven for eleven in nineteen seventy four, back when Jalen Ray was a sophomore at Hofstra, yeah. and. Uh, Keyshawn Kelman was 9 for 9, finished there, and three players were 8 for 8. But anyway, wow. there's a guy named John Solomon who ran a, uh, a great Princeton site and was a travel all the games and uh, uh, stepped away a few years ago. The site's still up. Anyway, I want to mention him because that was a perfect stat that, that he would have been all over. Um, yeah, so yeah, Keyshawn, they poured the ball into him, and he did damage with it. And like I said, to win a game, I got to look this up for Albie for Quirky, which you can read on Friday afternoon. Uh, how many times has Hofstra allowed a guy to go nine for nine and win? Right? It can't, be, it can't I can't imagine there's too many times when they have a lot of guys shoot a thousand, you know, 100, um, on more than five attempts and win. So it's a heck, you know, a heck of a win for them, you know, to win with a guy kind of, you know, uh, I don't see to say it's unguarded because that's not, you know, that's not fair to the guys, but you know, he, he had the advantage. Hofstra had a of foul trouble and they figured out a way to win that game. So yeah, I'll be interested to see if one can come back, add some bodies down there. Uh, you know, Speedy's, you know, he's envisioned as their starter and he's more of a scorer and Nelson's more of a facilitator passer. So, you know, uh, Joe really liked the, the uh, tandems at center, going back to Jaquiel Taylor and Dan Dwyer, mm-hmm. and then uh, Isaac Conte and Kevin Shuta for two years. And then last year, um, Jared Simmons and Igiola. And so that's what they got in mind. But I think it's sound like it like Speedy had, you know, Little more, like you say, he likes to have two different centers, and I'm real curious once they get to play together. And hopefully, it's sooner than later. You know, um, I guess it's got the vibe. I could be wrong. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. I guess it's got the vibe that the these centers are more in line with Speedy wants to run his offense than than the ones last year. Um, you know, they would have taken Jola back if he if he stayed for sure. Because as he said, you know, we he said you know they lost they lost a starter in June. That's tough. And they felt really fortunate to find Warren, but just, just, you know, like Eziola kind of would start most games last year, but then once Simmons got back from his knee injury, uh, Eziola had a bunch of, you know, uh, games where he just didn't play a lot. So I just got a vibe that maybe this will be closer to the big man rotation that Joe ran his last couple of years after Boosty's graduated. So we'll see, looking forward to watching it.
0: Now, how much more important is it, Jerry, to have a third guy Behind Estrada and Dubar Friday night, given Iona's depth and tendency to yeah. rotate fresh bodies in and out.
2: I said that that's, you know, when you see last night, uh, Marshall scoring 15 points off the bench. Let's see, they did, actually got 34 points off the bench. And there were straight, you know, there was there were entire conference seasons. It felt like where they didn't get 34 points off their bench. And Joe, Joe ran, you know, a six-man rotation. And, and, um, and, you know, speed looks like he's going a little bit deeper. Uh, Tyler Thomas, you know, got to a fast start last night. Didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he got three fouls. He was in foul trouble like you know, a bunch of other guys. Uh, you know, T-Stone was, was uh, had quite a, I don't want say just 11 points, but, you know, he can score more than 11 points. You know, uh, they said in the broadcast last night that Speedy's hoping he goes from a 12-point-a-game guy to a 17-point-a-game guy. Well, if you, if you got Estrada at 25 and Hubert 17 and Amari at 15, you know, you're in pretty good shape. Um, again, you know, uh, Bryce Washington could 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 be that guy, you know, uh, as we know, you know, really good teams will have that third guy that kind of pops up, uh, I, I, I was out of nowhere. But you know, when Hofstra won the championship and then won the NCAA tournament, don't tell me they didn't in 2020. You know, Jalen Ray was the guy. Down the, uh, I mean, Deshur took over in the last four minutes of the championship game, but Jalen hit the big shots um, to take some of the pressure off of Deshur and Eli. So they, they, you know, they need the number three guy, and Omari you know, really looked like that guy last night. And, uh, and, and German, Platnikov looked really good, too. So real curious to see what happens. You know, it's just, you're not used to seeing, hey, there's three guys off the bench here who all hit big shots in the second half. So we'll see. Hopefully the health cooperates for them, and, and they'll have more than one number three guy. You know, will have the top two guys, and then three and four kind of shuffle who didn't go, who's got the hot hand and, you know, would hopefully create a more difficult challenge for opposing defenses.
0: A Hofstra team with tremendous upside will host Iona on Friday. Jerry Beach helps us preview the pride and what to expect in year two under Speedy Claxton, a very encouraging start after Monday's win over Princeton. Jerry, thanks a lot for spending some time with us. We'll see you at Hofstra Arena Friday night.
2: Anytime, Jaden. I need, I need
0: a couple good biases. What can I get? Um, Jason uh, Garrett. Fryona? No, Fryona. Oh, that was Princeton, yeah. Iona, Don McLean. Um, American Pie. Really? I know that. Okay. Yep. Really? Iona, oh, Iona alum. And I true story. I must have read that at some point. My mom uh, was an undergrad when he held a concert there and nobody showed no up. Kidding. Huh. Wow. My mom was always like to tell her stories. My late great mom would always like to tell stories how she saw Kenny
2: Rogers at Central Connecticut College, State College. And it, 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 he had a band called look looking up right now. Uh, Kenny Rogers band. And the first edition. My Ooh. mom saw him at Central Connecticut State College. You might even call it. Might might even call it Central Connecticut Teachers College back then in the late '60s, and uh, yeah. And then he went on to do a few things. So um, yeah. So Don McLean's "Iona," I must have written that at some point. as a bias.
0: I know. Don McLean, you know, De- Dennis Leonard, the former. I was former just going to say Dennis
2: Leonard bias. I was just going to say Dennis Leonard bias. I
0: knew you do that one. Um, um, hmm. I mean, quick
2: I? Could you kind of do I-95 bias? It's right off of there. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. We used to play football two bias. Um, mm-hmm. um, oh, I know. Oh, I know. This, this is for Guy. Uh, your head coach is leaving for a power five conference gig bias. There you go. And, <laughs> uh, I want, I want, I, I'm sorry. I Couldn't get, uh, couldn't be on the phone, on the phone or on the zoom with, uh, with Guy. But I, I told you this online. I, you know, I pictured, uh, Rick in his crusty anti-corporate phase. I don't want those guys. Blah blah blah. And then all it takes is one guy come with a canyon arrow. Stop <laughs> offering me that. Stop saying that. Rick's hair pops out or something.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I don't know. I, 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 I like to give guy grief about Rick. I have no idea what he's doing. I'm, I'm not neither no, do I. But but uh but, you know that that course that course is the great uh the, the great Simpsons where Homer says I hope he hate I hope he hates pants. <laughs> he hates pants. So yeah, so I'll probably throw that in there about the about Rick jumping to a Power 5. Just to, just to rile guy up a little bit. But, yeah, so i couple a couple more. You know, we, Hofstra's played them a lot, as we know, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. which is great because you know as well as I do, you know, it's hard for good locals to find good locals to play.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, scheduling fun- is an absolute – you know what, man. It's an absolute yeah. bear. And, uh, you know, Hofstra this year. Hofstra's only got – let's see, is it four non-conference games at home? Uh, or is it three? It's three. It's Iona, G-Dub. And then they play Old Westbury, Division Three school, on the 22nd of December. They mm. play UMass in the 11th against old foe Isaac Conte. But that's at Barclays. So, uh, hashtag, Islanders don't play here anymore bias. Um, bad hockey arena bias. So, um, yes, yeah, so, but they were supposed to play, Hash was supposed to play uh, return games or host return games this non-conference against
0: Monmouth and Stony
2: Brook. <laughs> and then <laughs> what happened, Jaden?
0: and Monmouth oh, and Stony were both in the CAA
2: right right so Hofstra visited those two schools last year and, and we lost the lemon tree which was which was a very sad moment and we don't want to talk about that we all had nice turnups that night uh, yeah so that's you know that's all right then you know they got five games all right, that's, okay. that's okay non-conference schedule right good time five non-conference games plus a UMass at home or UMass in Brooklyn you can do that three is like oh man it's, you're not gonna see me until December so it's just hard so I'm glad they're playing each other I hope you said this is the last year; or they got one more year.
0: This was the last year; it was a two-for-one. I,
2: I, I hope they hope they hope they can uh, renew it. You know, I know Rick is, uh, you know, Rick. Rick doesn't mind playing and, and taking a chance against teams. I know Speed doesn't. You know, look, where, you know, how she's going to St. Mary's, Corbin Burns bias uh, on the 19th, and then they play um, our good ways Mason on the 30th and Purdue. Uh, you know, they're not in South Florida; they're not afraid of playing people. So it'd be great if you know if. Um, hopefully rick stays and and, and you know they'll, they'll play the resume the series start start a series again next year it's good it's good it's good for local hoops you know it's good for nuts like us you know not a not a far drive we can get, get to go watch both games so hopefully they can play after this because uh you know it, it stunk that it, they went what was it the last year they played was 11 12 right where hofstra blew, blew out a really good iona team at home
0: right? mike moore game who cool game mike moore
2: was so, uh, that, a, a Mike I'm going to right now. I know Hofstra beat. I only beat know by eight, but that was Iona was really good that year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was the at-large year. Yeah, they're they're forty. Was it? It was 11-12. Oh, that was the Mike God Moore God, game. Right. Fun oh, fact: 40. that Iona Hofstra game for all you listeners in the podcast, as we as we're still recording, was the day that I met both Jerry and Gary Moore. Really? It was. Really? I thought we met before that. Twenty eleven. Oh. Wow. And close to forty-five. Clus took forty five minutes to come out of the locker room.
2: That I remember.
0: I remember yeah. that he was not happy. Um, and
2: that that, that, was, uh, that was. I just want to look up the uh, the Mike Moore game. I don't remember that. I I, I believe it. I just it just it just not popped out. I just remember being surprised at how how uh, well how she played that game. Let's see, two thousand twelve. Iona. Let's see, Mike Moore. Twenty four points, five assists, three steals, three that's a That's pretty good game. Yeah. yeah. Now, Lester twenty one points, David have 16 points and fifteen rebounds. Wow. Wow. And uh Lester had a double double twenty one and ten. So uh yeah. So you know it's not that they didn't play again for a while after that. And but you know, it's everyone is guilty of, of uh not, you know, of, of thinking, you know, uh does does it benefit us? Everyone thinks that. Well they say it or not. Um mm-hmm. so but you know, you know, like I said, we had a really good, you know, the Hofstra-Stony Brook thing was always good. And now they're in the same league. So Hofstra needs a another uh you know another uh good local every game and I own it'd be great. You know, Princeton this series, hopefully this series continues. as you know the actual one by four last year, the one by six last night. If that one continues, uh, they're playing Quinnipiac up in Toronto. Maybe that could resume. So um yeah, so you know I'm glad they're playing each this weekend and, and hopefully you know it's not a uh it's not a three time only thing. We can see it more, of a, more often going forward.
0: The always colorful Jerry Beach sharing his insights here on the Daily Dose of Loops podcast. Jerry, thank you again for coming on for a long-awaited appearance. It's been a pleasure. Anytime, man. Be well. See you in a few days. You too.